Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 90. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am the creative director of Bear Fruit. I am also a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. Just got back from a beach somewhere mm. Mm. that I don't know, <laughs> putting all kinds of photos on Instagram, wearing uh-huh. cowboy hats. Tetris. That's right. What, what, what do you think of the cowboy hat? Is that a good look or is that bad? I mean... Because I was like, I was on island time. I was in beach mode. I was, do, on, like, I was on vacation. Doing, what are you doing with this hat? Well, it's just, well, I'm protecting the back of my neck. Okay. Is what I'm doing. All right. I have a severe lack of melanin. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be, go out walking around. You, you know the term redneck. Oh, uh, yes. I'm yes, like, I it, am it, aware it, of it. it. I, tr- I try to stay away. I also try to stay away. such Hence situations. the cowboy hat. So you're trying to tell me cowboy hats yeah. are people who are trying to avoid rednecks? Uh, okay. You've set up, <laughs> you set, you set up a because lot. Because I know a lot of people with cowboy <laughs> hats. I don't know exactly. You set I up see. a little bit of a logic issue here for me because yeah, maybe that's not the case. But the point is, is it protect me from having a redneck? Yes. Do I look tan? Probably not. You look red. <laughs> I'm walking around. I was in Cabo San Lucas. Okay. I was in, he was uh, out there spending that money. That's right. Uh, uh, I was, we stayed in a resort. I was on vacation this in is Cabo your birthday, San right? Lucas. Yeah, it was, uh, it was Christmas present from uh, Timory. You know what month it is? Uh, yeah, no, it's been a minute. All right, cool. Look, I try to celebrate every day like it's Christmas. Okay, all right, yeah. fair enough. I like it. So uh, Let's do we, it. Uh, we, she booked a resort far in advance. On day one, we're walking around in, in uh, the resort area it's like a fake town you know it's all tourism and stuff like that okay you know, it's where people go for spring break and it, the people who are selling things the vendors they know exactly what they're doing they, they know who they're looking for they're trying to sell you stuff they they're really good and they see at making you with, observations they see you with red skin and a cowboy hat no they see me and with translucent say, ass skin uh-huh. and i have one guy shout at me he goes i can tell that you just arrived <laughs> i'm walking around like you're like invisible. i don't know I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that. Damn. But on the inside, I feel like... Can't fight it. Yeah. Can't fight it's it. true. Yeah, but I did just get back, and damn, it's good to be home. And damn, Philadelphia is cold. And damn, I thought it was spring. Mm. And, you know... You thought wrong, so <laughs> Here we are. You thought wrong. Here we are. We are here. We are back on Comic Book Junto. We are back for those of you, if this is your first time listening to the Junto, welcome mm-hmm. to a discussion between two people who run their mouth about geek culture, philosophy, and how it affects our community, our culture, and the world around us. Welcome to Comic Book Junto. Welcome. This is our 90th official episode, but we got over 100 of these drawings all together. That's right. Movie reviews, TV reviews, binges, and all that good stuff. So wherever you're listening, subscribe. If it's on SoundCloud, if it's on iTunes, if it's on Google Play, if it's wherever, subscribe, leave comments, leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. That's a big deal. That helps us get ranked higher so more people can join the junto don't you want more people we do to join the junto app? the more the merrier the more the merrier the more the merrier and this episode episode 90 is brought to you by our patreon subscribers the people who support us and help us make the junto flourish shout out to all you guys if you like the if you like the junto if you've listened in the past you've considered it if this is your first time consider going to um, patreon.com forward slash comic junto and becoming a patreon member yes shout out to all you guys that do that Shout out to everybody in the Facebook group. Um, we've had a little bit of a hiatus. We have. Because we have grown folks stuff going on. That's right. I've completed my apprenticeship. Of Kunlun. I, yeah. No. Uh, oh. No, not Kunlun. I was very under a wrong impression, yeah. I suppose. I thought you did the dragon thing. Now you're the Iron Fist. No, no, no. Full-time Iron Fist has benefits, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
basically is that uh, a salaried thing? Wakanda, the Iron Fist. No, I don't know nothing about that. I'm okay. from Wakanda. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Listen, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm talking about intersectional superheroes. Okay, listen, I'm telling you where I'm from. All right, Kimoyo beats is how I get that. Okay, all right. Yeah. I don't know nothing about no glowing fist. Yeah. All right, I just I quite I can't, I haven't quite gotten to the point where mm-hmm. I get my full vibranium mm-hmm. uh, MacBook Pro and mm-hmm. suit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm out here. I'm moving forward in my career as a designer, and that is a beautiful thing. That is. So I had to handle it. I had to get that handled. That's right. Get that situated. I didn't go, you know, back to Wakanda. Yeah. I didn't go to, you know, where'd you go? Pablo San Lucas? What'd yeah, you do? yeah. Pablo Pablo San Lucas. Let's Something go like with that. that. I don't know where you went. You was out there wearing <laughs> cowboy hats. But I didn't do that. But we're back. Yeah. We're back. We're back to talk about some stuff. And we... It's good to take a break sometimes. And hey. we, we were just talking about some stuff and how we were thinking about Comic Book Junto. Yeah. And I think Comic Book Junto is really about us giving commentary to geek culture and pop culture with what we have to say about it. Yeah, specifically on the things that we think matter yeah. or the things that we are prepared to comment on. Yeah. And in the past, one of the things that we've wanted to do is keep you, the listener, friends of the Junto, up on all current events, um, hot topics that are, are coming through on trailers and, you know, this celebrity did that. Uh, Tyrese did this. Yeah, that was important. So on, Tyrese so on, coverage so was important. Tyrese coverage was important. We shall never forget the Fast Family. <laughs> yeah, you gotta stay. Gotta <laughs> shall stay never forget. Tight. But what we want to do is we we want to pare down some so we can focus on the things that we we genuinely find are yeah. important. We yeah. don't want to waste your time. We don't want to waste our own time. Right. We want to digest uh, all of the things that that we've been reading and turn this show into a time for you and I, Octavius, mm-hmm. to discuss the things that we really want to hash out. Yeah, we want to, we like, it's kind of like, here's how we're doing it now. Yeah. Do I have anything to say about that? Yeah, sure. Do I have anything to add to the commentary, to the culture, to the conversation? I mm-hmm. should write that down. That's Com- the framework. Commentary, culture, conversation. Yeah, like, do I have any, let me just go ahead and You go ahead and write note. that down, but that, right, that's the framework right write, here. I'm going to write this that's down. That's the framework. Right so what we're going to do is as we go through our own news feeds, we have to check ourselves to find out if we have anything to say. And that way we can avoid conversations like this one. You see that trailer for uh, Rampage, the Japanese international trailer? I think it's the third trailer. You see that? No. All right, moving on. We don't want to have many more of those, and y'all don't need that. You don't have time for that. So we're going to parse things down or, or pare things down into a couple of different segments. We're going to do our uh, a pull list. We're going to go through our brown bags. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Talk about our favorite parts of that. Anything else that's kind of floating around at the top of our heads that we want to talk about, yep. get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then as far as news and, and current events, we have a couple of stories that we have selected, a yeah. small handful. Yeah. And we're just going to talk about that. So we're trying to keep it to the top five. That's right. Like the top, top five, five top things. Five, top five. Um, that went that took place in geek culture and pop culture that we actually have something to say about. And you know yeah. what? One of the things that I've heard most, some of the feedback that I've heard most, is not, oh man, thank you for for talking about that, to letting me know that that trailer came out. No. Oh man, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for letting me know that Kevin Hart has another movie with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> like that's no, nobody's John, saying that. This John comes out once a week at best, once a month. Sometimes. Right. And it, it ain't nobody getting their trailer information yeah. from this podcast. And there's so many other podcasts that cover that, but the most feedback, positive feedback I've gotten has been like, man, you guys really went deep on that topic, and I never thought about it that way. Yeah. 
or wow, I really appreciate you guys being transparent and honest about that. Or yeah. man, you know, like I really look forward to you guys sharing your opinions and your thoughts and your fi- so that field feedback I've been getting is like, yeah, I think that's what we bring to the culture. I think that's what we bring to the conversation. I would say, like, I am a black man. I am married. I have a child. I am uh, a man of faith. I am a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've gone to military school. I am, ba- you know, like we say, we're the power man and Iron Fist of podcasting, and you are significantly different than I am. I wear a hat to protect my neck. From getting red. Uh, I don't got to worry about that. I hang out in Life of Pablo San Lucas. How many times do you want to do rag? Uh, look at my waves. You tell me. Exactly. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, when you saw the Sporting Waves episode in Atlanta, you didn't really know what that was, did <laughs> no, you? No, I, I, I'm very familiar with Sporting Waves. How are you familiar with Sporting Waves? Come on, man. I hang out with you long enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ingrained enough. Man, you have an organ of mine in your body. Exactly. There, there, there's a certain, there's a certain fluency that I have mm-hmm. up to a point. Right. I am not sporting weight. Right. <laughs> Nor will I ever. Unfortunately, R.I.P. Those dreams. Yeah. But like, it's uh, you know, I I know you're different. I know. I say, you know what it is? Is if it, from time to time, I, I find people having conversations largely on Black Twitter. And just go down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. and find out, like, whoa, what is, is sport and weight? Yeah, where, I had this in my lexicon. People are gonna be impressed when I, oh, I can't say that. Okay, oh, we're good, we're good. Yeah. But I think the point I was making is I come from a specific background, you come from a specific background. That's it. We are different. And when we come together and talk about a com- converse, talk about something about geek culture and go deep on it, that's the stuff that I get the most mm-hmm. positive feedback on. Yeah, that's it. So we want to keep our conversations. We don't keep our podcast to that kind of stuff. Are we going to crack jokes and talk nonsense? 100%. It's impossible for us not to do that. Of course. But we want to focus in on that stuff. So that's what we're going to do. But first, yeah. happy Brown Bag Day. Happy Brown Bag Day to you. Internet, happy Brown Bag Day. reason why we call it Brown Bag Day is because for many, many moons, comic books have been given to us in a brown bag. Adam and I actually met... Because of the brown bag, it was a brown bag. It is the internet. It is the the symbol that shows. Oh, you know what time it is. Yeah, you know what's going down, and you know what it's hitting for. It's Wednesday. That's right. <laughs> That's basically, if you ain't got a calendar around, <laughs> you just look around for brown <laughs> like, bags. What is and you he know, talking about? Oh, all right, it's Wednesday. Okay, so we're gonna go into the brown bag. We're gonna talk about what we picked up yep. on the comic book store. Shout out to Brave New Worlds, where I happened to pick up my comic books. Um, this week shout out to all the philadelphia comic book stores Uh, we appreciate you guys and all the comic book stores around the world um so i'm gonna start out um i got this free marvel previews um i don't know who they think i am they think i'm gonna be looking through all this and spoiling myself for all these comic books coming (laughs) out i was gonna say i wanted to ask you about that because of blackout congregation yeah i enjoy flipping through solicitations i like knowing what's coming up yeah, I mean, I'm excited for some of the new stuff that's coming up with um, Marvel, but I don't like. I, I, don't I bet you, Tanahasi's Captain America is probably in there, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm curious to see what some of the information they're sharing on that is, what the, some of the cover art or variants are. Yeah. I see on the back of that, there's a, an advertisement for Thor: The Return of Thor. It's no longer. Thor isn't his name Thor. They didn't gender it. So, so the thing is, is now this Thor. What's his name? The Thor. What's the position? Thor. So when, (laughs) you know, the other Thor was Thor, what Uh, was her name? Jane. But her position wasn't Thor? Thor. And then he went to Odin's son. So uh, So wait. Yeah. What's his his Asgardian birth certificate say? Probably Thor. Thor Odinson? Thor Odinson. 
Because he's the son of Odin. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. And then, All right, we don't got to get into this it, right it, now. It, the point is, is... Plot holes. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just some lack of clarity or general... I, look, honestly, I think it was significant that they didn't gender when Thor became Odinson and someone else became Thor. Thora? I thought that was dope. Because there was no like, and Jason Aaron would speak about it. There's this is not she Thor. Mm -hmm. This is not Lady Thor. Mm -hmm. This is not Thorette. It's it ain't if like they that. ever called it Thorette. It ain't like that. I'm sending a tweet immediately. <laughs> come on, player. If you going if you going if you going to do that, you can at least come up with a better name than Thorette. Yeah, that's right. Yo. I just opened up the solicitation. How do you open the book and dog, you come to man thing? Dog, I got a spider sense for this one thing that no one likes but me. It's the man thing. <laughs> it's sense. true. I had to. It's I had to explain. You got a man thing sense. I had to explain to someone in San Lucas Pablo what my tattoo San, Pablo, was in Pablo uh, San Lucas. Pablo, uh, Life of Pablo, San aka Lucas. Life of Pablo San Lucas. Correct. Uh, I had to explain someone to someone what one of my tattoos is. It's it's a portrait of man thing. Correct. And he says, "What is this?" And I says, "From a comic book." And then I remembered I have a man thing comic entirely in Spanish. So I said, hombre cosa. And he said, hombre cosa. <laughs> and the expression on his face is like, no. It was both It was both a question and a judgment at the same time. And at that point, like. He said, no. No. He's like, no, no. He, his face said, no. He said, we will not have it. <laughs> I said, we will not have it. <laughs> yeah. I was made to leave the resort, like, right there on the spot. Well, I just turned to uh, a page that's showing a, a, an advertisement for Weapon H. Which is uh, the the like, Hulk, Wolverine, yeah. John, and uh, apparently issue four, Man Thing versus Hulk Wolverine. So what's up? Get at me. I don't like the way this Man Thing looks so much. I mean, I like the leafiness going on, but it it looks like they are embracing. I'm not mad at that. Man, these Man Thing needs love. He like, has his, he, well, there's a giant Hulk with adamantium claws. I don't coming at him. The, the kind of embrace you're talking about. <laughs> All right, but what what books did you pick up? You um, I only picked up one book, and that is Kick Ass. Issue number two. Um, that was this it. Is, yeah, this is the new Kick-Ass. Um, Black Woman is, is Kick-Ass now, and I'm excited about it. That's all I, that's all I grabbed. I'm behind mm -hmm. on uh, DC Metal. Yeah. And I know the final version of that came, final issue of that came out, so I got to go back and catch up on that. Yeah. Way behind on Saga. Yeah. Saga number 50 came out. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Saga's still steamrolling. Uh, I picked up a few I needed to make up for last week. I, I couldn't get a hookup in Life of Pablo San Lucas. I couldn't find a comic shop near me. I did find a restaurant that was comic book themed. I walked into that, John, and I asked the person, hey, is there a store? Do you sell comics? And she looked at me in the same like <laughs> quizzical expression. that <laughs> It was a question and a, an answer at the same time. Like, no? What, what are you doing here? What's that hat? He's like, <laughs> take that stupid hat off. I mean, I don't know why I'm out here dogging myself on my own style. Uh, I picked up Batman 43. I believe this came out last week. I'm very eager to read that. Mm -hmm. Harley Quinn playing nurse to Bruce Wayne. We've got to catch up and talk about that at some point in time. Yeah. I don't know if you read issue 42, the one that came before this. But there, I'm a little behind on that. There was a uh, Superman was it, Poison Ivy has taken over the whole mm -hmm, world, mm -hmm. and it's an interesting concept. There's a part in that book in issue 42 that totally took me by surprise. I was not ready for. It was grim and weird, and we'll talk about it at another time. I picked up uh, something that I was falling behind on as well. Uh, this is from the world of Black Hammer. It's one of those Black Hammer spinoffs. Doctor Star, you are a big Black Hammer and fan, and the Kingdom of the Lost Tomorrows. I am a big Black Hammer fan. Yes, that is true. I picked up Doctor Strange: Damnation. How has that been? Number three. It's okay. 
It's so-so. Mm-hmm. I think I like the Doctor Strange books more. Donny Cates is writing that by himself. This one is more of a collab between Donny Cates and Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer gave us Secret Empire. Let's keep it real. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about this for a second. What's up? Let me let you finish your thing. And I, I want to bring up a topic real quick. Maybe this can be one of our topics. So the, the, the concept of damnation is a lot of fun. The idea is during Secret Empire, uh, Las Vegas was bombed basically off the face of the map. Right. Millions of people died. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. And the thing is the Secret Empire was weak. Like that whole thing was weak. Yeah. And uh, this very much is on the tail end of that. It is riding the tail end of that. And it's fun, but I think Nick Spencer had to come in and honestly, I don't know what he's doing. I picked this up because Blade and Man-Thing are on the same team. Okay. So you know what it's hitting for. You in there. Like I, That's why I picked it up. Brother Voodoo and Man-Thing pal around apparently in the swamps. Okay. So I, I just like that. I like the tag team. I like what's happening with that. Moon Knight's in there. Look, Blade's doing stuff. What? Is that yeah. Thor's hammer? Everybody, yeah, Thor turned into a ghost rider. It's one of those books that's just crazy. I got to get into it. I really enjoy it. I'll lend it made, to you. That just made me interested. I picked up Saga 50. Uh, nothing to say about that. It's great. And I picked up The Terrifics, issue two. This is a, a Dark Knight's Metal spinoff. Jeff Lemire is basically making the Fantastic Four for DC. It's awesome. It is awesome. Right. Highly recommend. Now, let's... let's, let's I got just, a lot to read. What do you have to say? Let's use, lose, use this to spin off into maybe one of our one of our five. Yeah. Do we even have five? How many we got? <laughs> Three. Three? Yeah. One of our four. Five is the suggestion. Yeah, let's, we shall see. <laughs> we'll see if we can keep up the five. You listen to the show for long enough, you know we're going to figure something out. Keep the five alive. Hashtag comic book. <laughs> right. Um, I want to talk about comic books in general and the actual act of buying and reading comic books. That is so novel that that is the thing that you want to yeah. talk about. What do you want to say? Majority of comic books ain't that good. <laughs> let's, let's let's really let's really like let's talk about this for a second. The yeah, majority oh. of comic books that <laughs> I, I pick take. up yeah, and okay. I read are fine. Yes, at be, like uh, often fine. Fine is like the standard. How are you qualifying this? I'm qualifying it by things that like extremity. Mm. That are like, whoa, superior. This is really good. Very good. You know what I mean? Like things like Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, Batman. Whoa, this is really good. You know, like, Mm -hmm. but the majority of times, I think that comic books are are starting to kind of become like movies in a sense that there are these big blockbuster events, but oftentimes, Mm -hmm. very rarely, it's very rarely is it a Black Panther. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, sure. Very rare. Like, they, they make a big deal about yeah. stuff. Check it out. Here it comes. Here it comes. But then it comes and you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's fine. Right. It's okay. Right. Do, what do you think? Are you, are you normally blown away by your stack of comic books? Or is it more of like a habit of things you do? Is it kind of like I've always done it or I've picked it back up? I'd be interested to hear from people on Twitter. Hit us up at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderis. I'd be interested to hear, like, are you really blown away by what you're reading? Or are you kind of just like, this is like kind of a fun hobby? Yeah. I, I think that's a really interesting question to ask because I do love comics. Clearly. Of course. You and I. We love them. We talk about them and share that with a lot of people. Not everybody who loves comics even takes it that far. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying that means like I'm qualified in some prestige comic book lover echelon. It, I don't it, know about it, you, but I am. Uh, well, I'm not. I don't know how you got in. Listen. But Okay. I wouldn't be a part of any club that would have me, apparently. Listen, I'm 
above average. If I if I may <laughs> if I may humbly <laughs> say. Is there anybody say that like in my you know This is like some uh, in, Don, this is some Donald Glover <laughs> Kanye loves Kanye like Octavius if I'm real I am a Who do you think average. you are? I just told you. A god. <laughs> Kanye chill out. That's funny. How did you get in the studio? That's funny. But I, no, I understand. I understand. But given given how passionate I am about comics, I do know very well that there are a lot of comics that I pick up on a weekly basis and consistently that are eh, they're all right. Yeah. And you know, my budget makes me consider the value of yes. my comics. Yes. So that way I don't pick up as much so-so or mediocre as I used to. Right. But I used to, man. I was picking up a lot of comics. And I would just read them and think, this sucks. It's not good. And I think, am I going to pick up the next one? Am I giving it a chance? Or am I picking it up just because, like you said, you use the word habit because it's a habit. Sometimes it's a habit. Other times it's because I have faith that it's going to turn around or something's going to happen. And other times, this is for real. I have a, a particular brand of guilt hmm. thinking part of my responsibility as a comic book lover is to help the industry and help the artists and the creators and make sure I buy their comics when the books come out mm. so I show sales mm -hmm. and that way the sales are going to make the books stick around right because I mean even that's not the case I alone am not doing that by myself this mm. is not like some atlas struggle because books that I love very much do get canceled it ain't my fault, <laughs> but it is nobody's fault other than the industry itself because it's busted. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. But yeah, on the real, a lot of comics I pick up are not exceptional. Yeah. Some of them are just good enough for my escapism and I'm I'm good. I'm mm -hmm. tickled. I like it. Yeah, and there's a there's a level of that that you enjoy. Like there's yeah. some stuff Like I'm pick I picked up Damnation and I can tell you right now, I know it's not going to be excellent. I know I want to go on the ride. But I know right. that this issue is not going to be exceptional. I just yeah. know that. And I just think, I think that with comic books in comparison to TV or comic books in comparison to movies, mm. I know that my taste, I feel like my taste is, is developing mm -hmm. with TV. My taste is developing with movies because there is so much television. Yeah. There's so many movies. It cut, starts getting to the point where you start saying, okay, I can't watch everything. Yeah. Okay. I can't listen to every podcast. Yeah. Okay. I can't watch every movie. And I have to start letting my taste curate my experience. Sure. And I don't know that comic books have necessarily like caught up. Well, I think to some degree, sense. that's partly why the industry is pretty weird because some people just want to pick up trade paperbacks that they know for a fact. Right are great. Right. And that makes sense. Yes. But if you were like you and I, you're a Wednesday warrior, you celebrate Brown Bag Day. Yes. You're out here, you know, riding the line on the limit. I don't know what's good. This is a gamble. No one's written reviews of this yet. Yeah. It's not like this John comes out a and week ago. do you ago. really read comic book reviews? I have before, and I'll, sometimes I'll, I'll read reviews of a particular comic, like, for example, Doomsday Clock. That that uh, the arc that's taking place in DC with the Watchmen DC Universe crossover, I'll read that because I want to see how people articulate their feelings about it. I was reading some of them to see if some of my feelings are like simpatico with people that I admire, thinkers and reviewers, and and you know, I would consider you know great essayists online and pop culture philosophers and stuff. Um, 
And I don't read a ton of reviews. I don't follow a lot of blogs as far as that goes. I'm more about somebody who's looking. You know what? I look forward to things that are coming out, Mm -hmm. and I rarely look behind me. Tell me more what that means. So sometimes people will write about things that have been out for a really long time and say, like, this was good or that was good, and you should definitely pick it up. But I rarely read those pieces. I mostly spend time in previews, not reviews. I don't know why. I'm not sure why that is. Maybe it's kind of just that whole idea of like the scroll mentality. Yeah. You're like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Yeah, probably. How often, like, do you save stuff on Instagram? And go back and look? No, like, do you save stuff on Instagram? Mm, not, not too many things. Do you make Pinterest boards? Nah. Okay, so you don't do, you don't collect like... I do like, like, I like tweets and I'll go back and I'll look through those things because mm. for whatever reason they thought, I, I liked it enough, but I didn't want to rebroadcast it. And sometimes I, I use that almost as a bookmark mechanism, mm-hmm. but that would be the closest it comes for me. Yeah. Do you, Pinterest, do you collect? I'm always collecting like ideas. I'm mm-hmm. always collecting. Like stuff. design inspiration. Design inspiration. Uh-huh. You know, like, I mean, just art and design in general. I'm constantly collecting things because yeah. there's a part of me that goes, I'm going to use this one day. I'm yeah. going to pull on this one day. But I think it's the habit of collecting mm-hmm. that, eventually when i go to pull on something i don't sometimes i go back to that pinterest board or sometimes i go back to that um you know note i made Mm -hmm. but i collect way more than i actually go back and look at yeah so i think part of it is like this idea of just like more 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 yeah very rarely do you stop and go no more i'm gonna turn back around and go look at what i've gotten and i think similarly with comic books that's how you. That's how I end up with a stack of comics that I haven't read. Oh yeah, because it's like more, more. It's Wednesday. I'm gonna buy more. I'm gonna buy more. But I'm I'm recognizing now that it's like I I don't know. I'm trying to not be bourgeoisie comic book guy, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm turning into him just naturally. I'm turning into like yeah. But I I think let, there's let, let let me know if it's good and then. Like today, I bought one comic book mm-hmm. because there's a whole bunch of pretty covers. But I was like, I'm. You have to. Not you have to be really. You have to be economical. Yeah. And everyone has a different approach. And I, I would like to push back and say, bourgeoisie is a different thing from building a palette and mm-hmm. having a palette. Mm-hmm. And you can say, I've been reading so many things over so many different genres. I've been taking chances, and I've distinguished what I, what I like. Right. And I don't need to take chances anymore. I, I'm patient enough to just wait for someone to tell me, have you been keeping up with this? It's worth your time. I'm looking for those moments. Yeah. And even like, so it's almost like I have the habit, which yeah. is just like, it's just fun. Like you ever go um, to the comic book store with the intent to buy nothing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just definitely. because it's just like, ooh, comic book store. You pull the car over, you walk in, you buy nothing. Walk around, you just walk around, look at stuff, and you go and you go look at the new comic book wall. It's Thursday. You yeah. just did this yesterday. Yeah, but it's just the habit of doing it. Mm-hmm. But I find myself more excited about sitting down and going, "Wow, DC Metal is finished. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit down and read this." Yeah, man, I've never read Akira. I heard Akira's really good. Just kind of like. I want to make sure that this time that I'm going to spend is going to turn out to be something good. Yeah. And even as my friends come to me now and I go, well, look, you want to read comic books? Okay, let's, what kind of person are you? You want superheroes? All right, let's go Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, Batman. Yeah. Okay, you want something a little, little 
off kilter. All right, let's go saga. Like I'm going for I'm going for you know I, this is gonna this is gonna win. Mm-hmm. I know this is gonna win. This will impress. I know you. this is gonna impress you. Yeah. And now extremity. Let's go extremity. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do it because I know you're gonna enjoy that. Yeah. You know you want an old old Batman story. Okay, the Dark Knight. Let's go ahead and do that because I mean, but these are yeah. just like you've never seen the Matrix one. Oh, you gotta go. You they gotta watch the classic. That. Yeah. But as far as like, should you go pick up? Um, Blah blah blah. Well, you know, I don't know. They, and they, it, speaking to the way that time either builds something up, yeah, either they're this they're this great fanfare, and everybody loves the Dark Knight, and everybody right. loves Long Halloween, and everybody loves the Killing Joke, and certain things get elevated, and then there are other things that are are truly remarkable and worth looking at, but they just fall through the cracks of time, right? And you know, it, to that end. One of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe is She-Hulk. I thought you were definitely going to say Man-Thing. Man, man, okay. Adam, well, let's, two. not the well, time for you to do that. But apparently, I have a, a thing for green characters. Mm. I love She-Hulk. And I really enjoyed Charles Sewell's run on She-Hulk in the past couple of years. And it focused more on her running a, a law uh, uh, business. Like she was running an, a, a law office and helping superheroes and mutants and people with powers when they got into legal issues. Mm-hmm. It was a really great take on that. So I went back and I, I went to Brave New Worlds. I checked out their 50% off table because I'm always digging for diamonds through that. Mm-hmm. And I picked up John Byrne, who wrote X-Men for a long time. He wrote the very first ever run of Hellboy with Mike Mignola. Uh, and he did a run on She-Hulk. And I'm reading this, 1989 She-Hulk. So it's a dated comic. But... I didn't know this until I started reading She-Hulk. You know that brand of comedy that Deadpool has, Breaking the Fourth Wall? Yes. You know, it's cartoonish, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, There's another Marvel book that first kind of brought that into the spotlight, and that was called Next Wave. Okay. Next Wave was like the book that was just all about making jokes about comics and tropes and stereotypes Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. comics. That began in John Byrne's 1989 She-Hulk. That was the first one. There might have been another one, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but 1989 She-Hulk, She-Hulk is looking at the reader and talking to the reader. And when she gets frustrated with the story and where it's going, she yells at John Byrne. And when there's an enemy that the Hulk has fought in there, the Toad Man, she's like, really? You're recycling my cousin's enemy? You can't give me somebody different, please? And they introduce this big invasion sequence, and it looks awesome. And there's an editor note in the top that says, finally, you have impressive pages. All the other pages look like a design catalog. This sucks. Like, thank you for not wasting my time. Mm -hmm. And there's all these little, like, behind-the-scenes moments. And it's schlocky and it's funny. I never would have known about it. And as far as I'm concerned, it is foundational for the reason Deadpool is the way he is. Yeah. No one ever recommended this to me. I just kind of tripped on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But people don't talk about 1989 (laughs) She-Hulk. Like, why would anybody, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's, I would definitely say it's worth reading. So I try to go through and, and pick things out that get lost through time. Because it's not a popular book. It's not a popular character, I, I would argue. But it's still worth reading. It's still very good. I like it a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Comics are weird, man. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it's just like you said. I mean, <clears throat> like setting, like getting a, a taste for like, you know, and also just recognizing life is getting to the point where it's like, man, you can't read every comic book. You don't have all that time. Yeah. Um, 
And also, I just want new things. We've been having this conversation about new artists, new writers, yeah. new takes, new kinds of stories, just just new stuff where it's not, hey, let's just have the exact same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think that is a really good segue to our next topic, which is mm-hmm. Donald Glover and Deadpool. Donald Glover and his brother, Stephen Glover. The Glovers. The Glovers were working on contract with FX to do an animated Deadpool show. And it was supposed to be, you know, it's it's FX, so it's supposed to be mature. It's really over the top. It's boundary pushing, and it's Deadpool, foul-mouthed. All the things that everybody loves about Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool in the movies, it'd be that, but animated so they could do whatever the hell they want. Think Looney Tunes for adults. and Kind of like Archer. Yeah, kind of like Archer, but like maybe even more over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the project fell through, citing creative differences. And a lot of people are out here talking like Donald Glover was the person responsible because he didn't have time, because he's got Childish, because he's got Atlanta, because he's got a lot of projects going on. He's, I mean, he's being recognized for those projects. So I think the internet had this feeling as though Donald Glover didn't have time, he let it laps mm. and then this tweet yeah and that tweet from donald glover that says just so y'all know wasn't because i didn't have time and it's the full script from one of the episodes of the from show the finale yeah the Don- finale somebody told me it might have been a tongue-in-cheek t- uh, joke in which the pilot was called the finale and it was about how like in the pilot of the show deadpool is complaining about how the show gets canceled mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i don't know yeah H- who can know did you read the script Parts of it. I read the whole thing. What did you think? I laughed out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple occasions. I and I was like... I was reading about the Greek freak and the rhino. I want this show. Yeah. I want this show yeah. to exist. I want it to be real. I want to see it. I want to... Like, I, I, yeah, I want this show. And um, I don't know if it was a joke. I don't know if he wrote it this weekend. I don't know if he wrote... This is just the actual episode that he wrote. I don't know if the, he updated it since you know the show was canceled, or whatever. But at the end of the day, if Donald Glover says that he had time, I believe him. Yeah, because he's delivered on Childish Gambino. He's delivered on Atlanta. He's we we we, we can only assume, but we will see that we will assume that he's going to deliver on Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's delivered on Thirty Rock in the past. He's delivered on Community. I mean, like he's not known for not delivering, mm-hmm. but yeah. From what I hear, from what the internet is telling me, it was FX was behind the him and his brother. Mm-hmm. They were with it. Yeah. From what I'm, the internet is saying, what the streets are saying, it was Marvel that wasn't with it. And I can see that it was Marvel that wasn't with it. I can see that. Yeah, I can understand. Now I'm I'm thinking back to when Ant Man was announced as a movie, and Edgar Wright was attached to it. Edgar Wright of Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. And that movie sounded exciting. Yes. And uh, citing creative differences, Edgar Wright left the project. Right. And the project changed. And I wouldn't think anything about that, you know, in and of itself, because that happens often. Yeah. Like, Ava was supposed to do Black Panther, and then because of creative differences, she no longer did it. Yeah. She went into another another Marvel product uh, property, which is A Wrinkle in Time, and then yeah. Googler comes in, knocks Black Panther out of the park. So it's possible for people to go, ah, I mean, you know what I mean? Whatever we we not, we're not really seeing eye to eye. Yeah. But for for Donald to come out and go, hey, let me just clarify something for y'all. Just know, 
And in light of what we're talking about, about comic books and kind of going like, man, picking and choosing what I'm going to read, picking and choosing what I'm going to consume and mm-hmm. like curating my media experience and mm-hmm. going, I can't take, every, take in everything and yeah. starting to choose what my taste is and just getting a new take on different stuff. I'm very excited about stuff like Insecure and stuff like Dear White People and stuff like Atlanta and stuff like, you know, um, The Shy and like all these Mm -hmm. different takes on different types of storytelling and different stuff. And that feeling of like, and we don't know what happened, but that feeling of like somebody wouldn't let Donald get off what he was trying to get off. And there's there's a part in the script that if you know about Deadpool, right? You know that Deadpool, in a sense, is he's in on the joke. Yeah. He's in on the joke more than you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing of Deadpool is you you even you as the reader get the feeling like, Am I in a comic book? You know what I mean? Like, is is he reading me? You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. what's what's real? So it's interesting to think about knowing the Deadpool, he's aware of what's going on, he makes fun of pop culture, he points out what's really what's really happening, and knowing what we know or what we think and know about Donald Glover, is this reading this part in as as Deadpool speaking and going, is this Deadpool speaking? Is this Donald speaking? Mm-hmm. Is he talking about like what's going on? Here's what mm-hmm. it says. Deadpool continues, it's like, yeah, fuck Facebook. Kick him while they're down. Um then it just feels like everyone wants something different, but no one wants to do anything different to get it. Mm. Doesn't Marvel have enough feel-good minority shows everyone supports but don't but doesn't watch? I mean, I think our show would have been funny. I just wanted a place to be honest, tearing up, and I guess that place is freeform. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know, now, now, does that sound like something Deadpool would say? Yeah. yeah. And are you going to hear a little bit of the writer's voice through Deadpool? Yes, because Deadpool is a mechanism to do that. Deadpool is a place, and it would make sense that Donald Glover would go, hey, man, I get to say everything I want to say about pop culture, about movies, about Marvel, about TV, about hip-hop, about music. I, I get to say whatever I want through this mechanism culturally allows me to say what I want to say, but say it in a joke, kind of like I just did just now. Yeah. But, and and if you think about what he said, is like, doesn't, like, I think our show would have been funny. I just wanted a place to be able to say what I wanted to say. Doesn't Marvel have enough feel-good black minority-led movie shows that everyone supports Mm-hmm. But nobody watches. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of direct commentary. It's a lot of direct, hey, I'm going to make this comment about this thing in a way, but this, this like, but I could see Marvel going, oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, give me the show, yes? Let me clear my schedule. Let, yeah. let me move everything out of the way so I can have this, especially in light of the majority of comic books the majority uh, yeah. of tv shows kind of being like uh this one like in atlanta comes up and you're just like yes give yeah. me more of that yeah and like this new take on deadpool i could see them being like yeah it was a cute idea when we thought you were just going to make you know funny jokes yeah. but then when you brought that when you brought that same energy from atlanta mm-hmm. or things like that when you brought the the Glover brothers to it, mm-hmm. we were like, ooh, 
No, no. It makes me wonder. Did the, it did uh, the the people at Marvel who had made this this deal happen in the first place? Did they expect Donald Glover to turn out some like Community, like Dan Harmon Community, mm. uh, Donald Glover, or uh, his Thirty Rock writing or something along? They, did did they expect it to be more like silly and absurd? But instead, it was channeled into a. Deadpool is making fun of the institution that he is a part of, which is what he's supposed to do. Which is what he's supposed he is, to do. He is the he is the character that our he is the character in our culture, not yeah. just geek culture, but in yeah. pop culture mm -hmm. from geek culture. He is that guy who looks at the camera. He's like the Bugs Bunny. He looks it, at the yeah, camera and goes yeah. like, you know, very much so. Or Animaniacs. Yes, because Animaniacs was very aware. Yeah, they knew about WB. They make mm -hmm. jokes about the setting and and the institution right. that they are serving. So it was kind of like that. And it's if this script is real, because I want to make for the possibility that it is entirely possible they they had creative differences, uh, Glover, the Glovers, and Marvel. And it is entirely possible that the way that they decided to throw some shade at Marvel over the diff the the differences is to write a script in which. Dare, uh, uh, Deadpool just cuts him open, you know, is is taking him for a ride. And there's a line in here in which Deadpool says, you know, I'm not mad about this whole canceled thing. I actually think it's a good thing. I mean, is it even a good time to have a violent, gun-loving white man ranting on TV other than the president? And, and I want to watch this show. Yeah. Where is this show? Netflix? Please, somebody, yeah. come and listen. Well, I that's just it. Well, like, like Marvel, I, I feel like if this if this is real, in fact, this is like the king hired a jester and got mad when the jester started making fun of the king. Mm. Yeah. You know? You know what I want more than this? Mm. Take Deadpool back. Take him. Mm. I don't I don't care about Deadpool. Mm -hmm. I want I want Donald Glover and his brother to make this show. Sure. Make up a new character. Sure. Create create one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz whatever this show is, this is the show that I want to watch. Yeah. And like I say, I think more and more as more and more movies like everything is accessible for a monthly subscription. So now we don't now we have an overabundance of stuff. I got I gotta start being able to have the good stuff and being able to like pick my pick and choose what I want to do. Yeah. So I don't care if this is a guy wearing a red suit that kind of looks like Spider Man, but not really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Make up a new character, make a completely new character and do this. Yeah. You don't need Deadpool. I I care more about the story that Donald Glover wants to wants to tell than I do about Marvel having another show. They got plenty of shows. Mm -hmm. They got plenty of TV shows. They got Cloak and Dagger coming up. Yeah, you know what I mean. They got which I, I haven't seen yet, but it's it seems promising. There's, yeah. there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, and Cloak and Dagger's are freeform, right? Yeah. So that's the jab. That's that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, you know, <laughs> this is one of those cases. In, if if you didn't know the Deadpool animated show was happening, and you just found out it got canceled, and you're reading this script right now. Now you're really feeling like you're missing out. I don't want any other show other than this one. They now might as well just really can't. Like, like I don't. I don't want whatever. Who else? Who else are they gonna bring in? It makes me wonder though. I, I the more I read it, the more I wonder: Is this in fact real? Because this seems like an extended jab at Marvel, and understandably, maybe it went down sour. And well, this maybe, is a funny as hell way of throwing shade, of like. <laughs> 
he, you can't let me say it, so let me have Deadpool say it. Right. You didn't want this show because the humor was too black. You didn't want me to make references to Rich the Kid. Right. You didn't want uh, Wade Wilson to be, you know, more hip hop than than what you thought you were in store for. Because you know what's funny? It's like Wade Wilson is a fan of hip hop. Yeah. But if you think about the movie, X gonna give it to you. Slam. Yeah. Uh, sh- uh, shoot, shoot, salt and pepper. Yeah. So you stop listening to hip hop at that time period. Mm-hmm. So you don't listen to rubbing off the paint. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, <laughs> I I'm gonna just keep it real with you. I know white guys who they love hip hop. I love Onyx Slam. Yeah. If if Wade Wilson like hip hop, he would be listening to rubbing off the paint. Yeah. Like sure. he would get out the car. Blasting that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everybody wants something different, but they don't want to do anything different to get something different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so that's the sa- yeah, let's do safe hip hop. Shame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like let's let's do let's do shoot, because that's a funny joke. Yeah. But if he gets out talking a little different or a little bit more, you know what I mean, a little bit more blackness in it, right, then maybe you you feel comfortable with. Cool, whatever, because we're all speculating. We don't know anything. No, we don't. All we know is, all I know is, mm-hmm. whatever this show is that they made, that's the show I want to watch. Same. Yeah. 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 And it, and I, I hope, it, maybe this will be uh, a side effect. I hope now that this is out there, that we can look at this kind of writing. I hope comic book writers look at this and be like, ooh, that's what's up. Why Why don't we do that? Why don't we have a character that's going to go ahead and skewer everything surrounding them right what they're a part of but you know what it also shows you Mm. how many amazing creatives are out there yeah we just don't know about yeah because we've got the big two you know what i mean and they've got their gatekeepers and Mm -hmm. they're letting a few people in that are different Mm -hmm. but how many people are out there because donald glover is just one guy donald glover and his brother are just two men we know of yeah Yeah. how many other human beings out there that have these amazing ideas so man yeah well, apparently, whatever it was, we're not getting it. And apparently, it is not a good time to have a cartoon about a white man who's a gun owner shouting obscenities. However, can we talk about a black man who is a gun owner and some of the things that he's been saying lately? We, yeah, we can. You can have, we please? You have a lot of things to say about this. Well, I have a lot of feelings, man. Talk to me. Uh, Let the internet know what you're talking about. Let's give you a, a, a quick play-by-play, just a, a run-through of what it is that we are alluding to here. Killer Mike, uh, for, he has a, an extensive solo career, but you might know him as one half of Run the Jewels with LP. They have mm-hmm. done quite well for themselves. Mm-hmm. Very popular. Yes. Not the least of which with uh, some of the soundtracking they do with Marvel. And many other things. I and just, many I just other heard their things. music on a God of War trailer. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the jewels is versatile. They're, yeah. they're everywhere. Uh, and uh, Killer Mike is... Killer Mike and LP both. But Killer Mike may be more outspoken and more known for this. Maybe. He well, is. Definitely. definitely yeah. I should say. Definitely. Uh, very, very, very civically minded. He's very politically charged. He is an activist. He is a very smart man. He's a very reasonable man. He is... 
he's great. As far as I'm concerned, he's an inspiration. When I've seen, I've seen Run the Jewels a few times, and the first time, uh, Killer Mike stops the show. Mike said, Mike says to everybody that there's a local election coming up in Philadelphia, and explains how important it is that you vote in local elections. You know, mind you, not a presidential election yet. A local election. I mean, we're talking like city comptroller and, and, and things like that, things of that nature. So Killer Mike has a lot to say. Killer Mike also has a lot to say about gun ownership. And Killer Mike is a member of the NRA, the National Rifle Association. And is he a member? He is a member. Okay. And he, he believes in the cause of, of being able to own a firearm okay, and so it being was, a constitutional right. I was about to ask, what cause exactly does he believe in? So the Second Amendment to the Constitution. Okay. Uh, bear arms. Um, he, he believes, and I think there's a, a very important uh, racial tilt to this, that black men are included in that. Mm. Black people are allowed to be gun owners. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important caveat to add. This is not just like, he believes everybody should have a gun because everybody should have a gun, but this is like, we're not getting left out on this. If this is in the Constitution for everybody, I, a black man, am a part of that. Mm-hmm. And he's a proud gun owner. It's something that he speaks on on the regular. It's, you know, it's a gun-owning family he speaks on. They, he's an educated dude. He's also a, a, a proponent for guns and gun ownership. Now, there's a lot to say on, on the topic right now, given our country and our relationship to firearms, mm-hmm. school shootings, and mass shootings, and not mass shootings, but shootings in general, all over the place, and in particular because of Parkland, and in particular because of the way that the survivors of this school shooting in Florida have created something, like truly a lot of momentum and a lot of change and a lot of influence. Now, one of the things that we do when there is a controversial subject at hand is we, and I say the royal we, as in like you, me, anybody. Mm-hmm. You find heroes, people that you follow, trust, believe in, re- retweet, and you find villains. <laughs> follow, trust, believe in, retweet. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking that's, like, that's, you know, people, you share I, I hear them, you, you broadcast them. It's funny that you're retweet. like, you trust, yeah. you believe in, yeah. you retweet. If you believe in Jesus... Get can I get an RT? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I mean, it's like that, you know. You you become their amplification system, and then you also find villains. You find people who are standing in the way of your cause, standing in the way of progress, impeding what you want to see happen. And you, we parse the world in that way. Is 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 polarizing, and and I think a very popular villain right now that stands out is the NRA, because the NRA. They put a lot of money into politicians' pockets. Some of those politicians are in office right now, and they ain't so good. And they they have some interesting ways of combating or changing what they think is a problem with uh, uh, shootings in America, one of them being give guns to the good guys, right? That's a popular thing. Give guns to, to teachers. <coughs> Sell more guns. Bro. Right. So <laughs> here's where we are. There was, a, there, was a joke, there was a joke in the Deadpool thing about What's uh, that? There's a there's a gun ownership joke in the Deadpool. Script. Oh, in the script? Yeah. But anyway, carry on. You were saying so. Uh, so you know, here we are. Just a couple of days ago, uh, the NRA released a piece of content, and the content was basically criticizing the March for Our Lives, which was in the wake of the Parkland shooting, and it's uh, for gun control and gun safety and gun reform. And uh, NRA 
the NRA, uh, specifically uh, one of their their black members, I can't remember his first name, but his last know. name is Noir. I don't know. Which is perfect because that's French for black. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he sat down with Killer Mike and they had a conversation about gun ownership. And it's produced by the NRA. It's edited by the NRA. It's shared by the NRA. It is a piece of NRA media. And it's got Killer Mike, a hero to a lot of people, uh, myself included, who is, you know, endorsing the NRA, which seems like, it looks like a hero of yours behind enemy lines pushing the enemy further. And it's, I have a lot of feelings about this because I have an immediate reaction that makes me mad. I have... Uh, reaction that makes me feel disappointed. I think a lot of people are going through a lot of different things. I want to be anti-hot take. I don't want to be a person on the Twitter, the Twitter and Twitter. On the and Twitter? The, and yeah, the retweets. You don't, don't want to be a piece of person on the Twitter. I want to be on the Twitter. Uh, I don't want to be a person who's out here saying exactly how it is, according to me, right? I want to think more. And if anything, I believe that Killer Mike does that and encourages that for people to think more. And there's a controversy now because in that video, uh, the NRA has a cut. So Killer Mike says, I would never let my kids walk out of school as part of this protest, as part of the march for their lives. And they said, he says, uh, if you're going to walk out of the school, then you better walk out of my house. And it seems like anti-kid, anti-youth, anti-a lot of different things pro-gun. It's a big damn mess. And it sucks. But I think one of the things that I am experiencing right now is trying to figure out how to have a reasonable conversation with somebody who I like who is saying things I don't like. And I'm trying to do that while on the internet, a participant on the internet, where people don't do that. Yeah, and he and he he said that they had guns in Wakanda. And that, so was, it, that yo, was his... Uh, <laughs> That was his. That was one of his uh, points. And of course, you have a lot of people coming at him who's like, did you even see Black Panther? You soundtracked it. Your song is in it. But you got Okoye sitting in a car in the scene says guns. So primitive. So, you know, I don't know if they're using guns. They're using weapons. So an argument could be made Mm -hmm. that whatever is attached to Shuri's left and right fist is like a panther-shaped projectile something. But I think that's part of what got geek culture turned up was because Black Panther has played such a huge you know, monumental culture shifting role in pop culture. It made a billion dollars. Yeah. It was, it made, it was the highest grossing superhero movie ever, right? Yeah. It made, it, recently hit that mark. Yeah. Five, ye- five weeks at number one, you know, only beaten out by Pacific Rim, which was not a good movie from what I understand by, you know, and it's six, and it's six week. Mm-hmm. So, like it was a very empowering thing for black people. It's a very empower. I mean, giving a lot of people just a sense of connection to geek culture and identity and all this kind of thing. And us also understanding that in like for a lot of black people, um, the NRA is not seen as an ally. The NRA is not seen as some like th- that. This is what it seemed like for a lot of people. It's not seen as something where you're like, yeah, they're for us. Yeah, you know. So. To take Wakanda, to take Black Panther, take Never Been Conquered, take Wakanda Forever, and to use that to go, hey, the thing that you guys love and are so attached to and 
are so motivated by and so connected to and so aligned with and find so much identity in, they had guns. So what's your problem? Yeah. And it kind of being like, well, hold on. Not a perfect anecdote. Wait a minute. Like, I don't think that was what the point of what Ryan Coogler was trying to show us. Yeah. I don't think Black Panther was about gun ownership. However, mm. I do think there's an aspect of it to consider. Um, I want to hear more about what you're saying, but I just wanted to make that connection to like, what does this have to do with geek culture? Yeah. Like, how does this connect to so there's the, there is the explicit connection. The other connection being, you know, Killer Mike being somebody who is frequently, RTJ is frequently used as variant, Deadpool's yes. like throwing up the sign, you know, it's, uh, yeah. I think he's very much inside of, or at least influencing and, and uh, uh, creating this reverb through geek culture. So there's that. Um, apart from the explicit reference to Black Panther. Uh, I, ha I have some things that I, I have to get out of the way as far as this goes, as far as I, I think things are. Um, I am not a gun owner. I'm not a black man. I'm not a father. I'm not a member of the NRA. I wasn't in Parkland when uh, the, the shooting took place. I have a lot of distance from those things. I have a lot of things that are, are not the same experience that Killer Mike has. So it's impossible for me to say that I have the same experience, same knowledge, same wisdom, same intellect that he has. I don't have that. I do feel very strongly that I don't think more guns solves a problem. I, I, I'm not, I don't think we should take guns away from responsible gun owners. I do think gun reform is important. I think we need to be more thoughtful. I think we need to not let money run everything and NRA is a company that they, I mean, they, they're fueled by companies that want to sell guns. It's mm -hmm. money. Money's on the table. They want to make money. Okay. Right. So the other thing is, I think, I think what Killer Mike was trying to do, as he says, is, is very Kingian. Uh, uh, Dr. King would sit and speak with people he disagreed with. Mm -hmm. And I believe in that philosophy and I understand that. There are engagers and there are resistors. That's right. And, uh, and I, it, just just for clarity, for those who, who might not get what I'm saying, there are different kinds of people. There are some people when it comes to people they disagree with, they engage them. They want to talk to them. They want to have conversations with them. They want to dialogue with them. They want to invite them over. Or they want to go over. They want to have lunch. They want to discuss. They want to meet with them and sit with them. Those are engagers. And then there are resistors. Yeah. There are people who want to protest, yeah. who, want to, who want to boycott, yeah. who want to strike, who want to resist. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't want nothing to do with them and they don't want you to have nothing to do with them. Mm -hmm. And there are, there are different, there's a time and a place for everything. And there are different people who are built and convicted yeah. and moved in different ways. So I think the idea is they both have a purpose. Yeah. Eyeballs, eyelashes, and eyelids are not the same, but they all have a purpose. Yeah. So if any one of those things are not there, then the whole mechanism of being able to see is going to be affected. Well said. Hot to see that. Well <laughs> right said. there. Right there. Bring was your ass it, to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, that like that's a uh that's that's the whole idea of like yeah. engagers and resistors. Agreed. And I think in the spirit of engagement, I, I understand, especially uh looking at the, the climate of the internet, the the behavior that it trains in us to to oppose one another. That mm -hmm. the hot take climate um the the notion of sitting with someone that you would otherwise disagree with is is bold, is right. brave. Now, where I think a distinction is important to make is when that organization is using that to create content 
to further the message that they have, to advertise themselves and to use Killer Mike as a figure against the people, anybody who disagrees with them, um, sitting down with them to create a commercial for them is, I I think that's whack. I think that's outrageous. Do you think that he should not have sat down with them? To create content that they ended up making. Like, so you sit down with an interview, you want to have an interview with somebody where each of you is mutually affected? Yeah, that makes sense. But if it's going to be shot and, and packaged and broadcast by the NRA as a commercial for their organization, that is so whack. Which, what exactly is whack? What are you saying is if whack? If I sat down with a neo-Nazi uh-huh. and I said, I want to understand the way that you feel. Mm-hmm. I want to get it. Mm-hmm. Can we have a conversation? And then the agreement was, yes, we can. But I will have uh, people from my organization, also neo-Nazis, shooting that, uh, that, that video, the, the interview that we have, and we're going to edit that. You are not a part of the editing process, but we will edit that. We're going to put our, our brand label on that, and then we're going to put that out there to further our cause. That's not okay. I will not be. I can't be complicit. You're saying that. that wasn't a smart move on Killer Mike's part. I think that was a very unintelligent move. You think that was not? That was that wasn't a good strategic move for the advancement of um, the different causes that he aligns himself with. I mean, I I see him. I, yeah, that is what I'm saying. Okay. And I see him and respect him for doing things that other people would not, and keeping a level head and being smart. I think he's a, an extremely well-rounded, intelligent, awesome person. But but I think to to be complicit in in that organization and, and creating content advertisements for that organization to oppose children asking to have their lives be valued higher and for change from their adults who are supposed to protect them to to be complicit in creating content for them it, I I just I, I find that so difficult I find that so difficult I have such a hard time with that mm. I don't like that. What, and, what, what, what exactly? There's not a lot of context. I know a lot about Killer Mike. Yeah, I follow his career. I follow his 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 speaking engagements. I follow his passions. Yeah, closely. You know, in the same sense that I'm a big comic book fan, I'm a big RTJ fan. I'm a big Killer Mike fan. I I've been listening to Killer Mike for a long time before RTJ. I've always appreciated him, and I've always known like what is hitting for. I understand what his message is and where he's at. Not everybody's there. Guess how many people saw that NRA video? I think the context is significant. Oh, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So you have context to be able to go, oh, I understand what he's trying to say. I understand. In in light of all of this circumstance. Mm -hmm. However, you're thinking about the overall impact Mm -hmm. on the larger narrative, the larger movement, and the cause, and maybe the possible defamation of his character and the um, dampening of his message moving forward. Yeah. Because now he may be seeing this, uh, weren't you the dude on the NRA video? Yeah. Who was like basically telling if your kids walk out for a cause. Get out that, of my house. Get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. 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 What did you think about what he was saying about gun ownership? Well, I believe, I believe, I believe he has a lot of really good points when it comes to gun ownership. Um, if if it is in fact in the constitution and everyone can own a gun and you can own a gun responsibly, then that is fair. I I personally think that we need to make changes to the constitution because it is an ancient old ass document. 
And the words in there, as far as I'm concerned, are not to be taken literally. And I think a lot needs to change. And I think a lot in the Constitution protects people, and a lot in the Constitution restricts people. And that is the tricky business of the Constitution. This is why I'm not on the Supreme Court. Like, I'm not spending my time arguing this thing, and many, 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 many people are. Many people will for a long time. But I am not a gun owner. I don't need a gun. I don't think most people do. I think as far as uh, uh, my convictions go, you know, the the notion of having a gun so I can maim or kill people is not something I get with. Do you see a reason to carry a gun? I respect his right to be able to. And I mean, I'm just saying people in general. I, yeah, I, I mean, I see a reason and I respect the right to be able to do that. And, and I, I, I want to say respect is not a word that I throw around lightly. Mm-hmm. I do respect the right. I, not just to follow the Constitution, but to but do what you think you must do to protect yourself and your family. Hmm. And I, I understand that. I am not a part of it, but I get it. Right. I am also not going to be on the team of the NRA, a, uh, a group of, of, of individuals who helped put President Trump in office. Mm. Like, I'm just, hey, yeah. no. I have, I have uh-uh. comments. The, on this topic, what I have comments about is the Wakanda comment. Is it, why just that? Well, it's not just that. Or maybe not just that. It's that but that's what that's what stands out to me. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of things that are said that I'm kind of just like, okay, well, all right. Well, I have this opinion or I think that. But it's not something I'm just going like, I want to talk about that. Sure. But what comes to, cut, floats to the top of my head, which is actually interesting What's most interesting about this to me, um, among a lot of things that are interesting, is the conversation of like, well, they had guns in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And the comment is one thing, but the reaction, some of the reactions to the comment I saw was like, hmm, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Well, let's back up a little bit. They had guns in Wakanda. Did you see the movie? No, they didn't. So and so and so, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, pretty sure the whole movie was about guns. It's about. Using vibranium for weapons. About, it was about weapons. Although the person who really wanted to use the vibranium for weapons in particular was, you know, Killmonger. And Killmonger had his, his, uh, his mission, his, his message. Well, here's what... Here's, his here, way of equalizing the world. Here's, here's what I'm kind of getting at. And how it's not that far off. Mm. It's not that far off. Mm-hmm. If it depends on how you look at it. it depends on how you want to want to proceed, want to take this in and chew on it. A large spoilers for Black Panther. You mm-hmm. know, if you haven't seen it this far out, if you haven't seen it, I, I don't understand. Three, two, how one. You it's your fault. Um, but by the way, there's a special place in hell for anybody who ever comes to me and says, "I saw Black Panther and it was, it was all right." I don't know if it's hell, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> hell might be extreme. Um, so. I've seen that. There are no guns and they, they had spears. Fam, I think I think you're missing it. Sure. Well they they, they they were there were no guns. It's like but there were weapons. Yeah. And what's the point of weapons? There were weapons and there were weaponry. There was some sort of valuable value vibranium was this valuable material. And the whole idea not the whole idea, but one of the large points of this was you have this resource, you have this thing. Mm. Right, and there are people who have been oppressed, the people who've been hurt and harmed, mm-hmm. and those people are black people, right? And these black people are being you sitting by and you're watching them be oppressed 
and, and, you know, enslaved. And you're not doing anything about it. And there are people who are legitimately frustrated and angry and upset and are going, well, I got to do something. That's what Njobu's whole thing was. Yeah. Njobu's whole thing is I'm sitting here and I'm watching this go down. I'm watching these people be slaughtered and imprisoned and, and you know, like I- I'm watching all this. I can't sit here and watch this anymore. I can't sit here and just see this go down. And Njobu and his brother T'Chaka mm-hmm. having an interaction like, look, I'm taking care of us. I'm actually going to punish you for trying to defend people who you align yourself with. Yeah. If you listen to what Killer Mike is saying, if you, if you, if you take the NRA, NRA thing and sit it to the side, and you take whether he should have shot the video or not and sit it to the side, but if you listen to what he's saying, the whole idea of, I'm not going to be unarmed and you armed. I'm not going to just stand by while everybody running around here. We're getting killed in the street. Mm-hmm. We're getting robbed. We're getting imprisoned. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're getting locked up for, for marijuana. Now, marijuana is legalized. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about weapons, like, it, 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 this, this conversation about weapons, I hear it. I understand it. Mm-hmm. It's an important conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Do I need to walk around with an AK-47 to protect my family? Probably not. Mm-mm. But how much do you know about the, the crack epidemic? Mm-hmm. How much do you know about the drugs being brought into the hood? How much do you know about the automatic weapons that were brought into the hood? Where does somebody from the hood get an AK-47 from? Mm-hmm. Where'd that come from? They uh, bought it from Dick's Sporting Goods? Yeah. It yeah. was brought into the hood. It yeah. was brought here. So there's an aspect of it that's like... That's one side of the conversation, but there's another side of the conversation. That's why I say this is interesting to me yeah. to kind of go, well, they had guns in Wakanda. And it's like, wait, wait maybe, he, maybe he didn't say it exactly the way it made sense to you, but a whole part of why Killmonger and a lot of us go, Killmonger's got a point. Uh-huh. Maybe his method of operation I don't agree with, but Killmonger and Nakia were basically wanted the same thing. It's just the way they went about it was like, ah, I'm more role with what Nakia's doing instead of what Killmonger's doing. But his whole issue is, yo, man, I'm going to take these resources, I'm going to send them out to our people so that nobody can abuse us anymore. No one can take advantage of us anymore so that we can protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the same folks, I would assume, were like, what is... What is Killer Mike talking about? Are this, are, I would assume, assume, or some of the same people goes, Killmonger's not wrong, though. Mm-hmm. So did they actually have an AK-47 in Wakanda? No. But did they have a vibranium spear where Killmonger said that has the same power to take out a cannon and he was going to send it to New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So the point is, I think what Mike was saying was, I, I hear what you're... Weapons do have a place in our lives as black people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a reality to what it means to be black and to live your life as a black person that you do feel like I must protect me and mine mm-hmm. because I've been abused for generations. Yeah. I've been taken advantage of for generations. Right, wrong, or indifferent, there's a reality to where I feel like I got to make sure I'm safe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an aspect of this conversation that is also here. But does safe mean I need a vibranium sonic cannon spear? Right. No. You know what I'm saying? But there is another side of it that's kind of like, 
that movie we all love yeah. was talking about this exact same thing in a way, in a way. You know what I mean? And that's what's so beautiful and amazing about Black Panther is there's so many layers to this thing and there's so much stuff to peel back and apply because even in Jobu, it's like, in Jobu, he stole, but... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. for, for the reason he stole was like, yeah. Yeah. And like I say, I didn't know all the stuff about the crack epidemic and all that kind of stuff and how it became... And, like you bring crack in, you bring the guns in, these people sell this stuff, the money goes back to to fund your war, right. and then you come in and arrest the families, break up the families, single parent homes, all these men are in jail. It totally disrupts and ruptures all of what's going on in the black community. Yeah. And then you complain about trap music. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you complain about gun violence and black on black crime. Yeah, Killer, so, Killer Mike had a he had a song on a uh, rap music, RAP. Uh-huh. Uh, fuck Ronald Reagan. It's all in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all the same message. So yeah. I don't know exactly what Mike meant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I do, like I said, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing to kind of go, well, hold on. I don't know if he's right. I don't know if he's wrong. You know what I mean? All the way. Mm-hmm. Either side. Yeah. Am I going to be like, if I if my if my daughter was of the age to be in school and she wanted to walk out, would I be like, you walk out, you can walk out of this house? No, I think I would be very very much stand behind her, mm-hmm. and they they gonna have to talk to Mr. Newman if there's an issue at the school. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's that's where I would stand as a father. Yeah, you know what I mean. And Mike has released uh, uh, two videos at least to, to yeah at his own. Uh, claims to add some clarity in in which he says he wishes NRA TV hadn't done that. Yeah, you know, hadn't hadn't spun it like they did. And I will say another thing: I grew up, and I spent. I, I was born in Philadelphia. I lived here till I was five or six, and then I moved to Florida. You lived in Florida, and then I moved, came back to to Philadelphia. Yeah. So I spent the majority of my time in Philadelphia. I was born here, and I spent the majority of my time here. So I am a Philadelphia, and I was raised here in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I remember. Finding my grandpa's pistol under his under his bed. Yeah. Because that's what that's what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like anybody run up in here, they gonna have a problem. Sure. You're not gonna run up in the Newman's residence. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just you you're not. You're not gonna do that. You know, I remember my uncle having guns and ammo magazine. I remember going to the shooting range with him. Sure. I remember him showing me how to shoot and showing me how to load a gun and showing me how to you know what I mean? This is just, it was just a normal thing. I remember him having a license to carry. I just, it was just an aspect of what, I remember there being a rifle in the house, mm-hmm. a loaded rifle, which I didn't know. I took it off the shelf. I pointed it at the wall. I cocked it and shot it. Ping! It put a hole, there's a bullet hole in the wall of my grandfather's house to this day. My God. That hey. I shot a hole in uh, the bullet is still in the wall. Oh, man, you know what I mean. So I'm I'm just what I'm what I'm saying is from I I understand some of it, but was anybody ever running around like that? I've never heard. I've a a, a bullet has never been shot mm-hmm. besides me in that house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like sure. there's never been a reason to do so. And let's also keep it real. John Wick is cool. Yeah. Well, you know so what I that's mean? another piece like, of this too. John Wick is a, like I, I I see John Wick do like the, the 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 three gun thing where he's like bing 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 and he's shooting the shotgun and he's yeah. shooting like that's cool. There's a part of me that's like I want to learn how to do that. It just seems fun. Sure. I've seen people do the gun target stuff. Like so there's a lot of different 
aspects of gun ownership and mm-hmm. having guns. And But I think the big picture is let's get this calibrated because the calibration of this whole gun thing is off. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't I buy an automatic weapon from a local sporting goods store? Right. Something is like, okay. Like, right. we, that we need to address this. You know what I mean? Right. So. It, it, I mean, the, the conversation goes a lot deeper. And um, I, I had said on Twitter that to have a conversation about gun reform and how you feel about guns, how I feel about guns on Twitter is is already a disservice. Like, we, you, if I really want to have That's a conversation, engage in if it, I really want to have it. a conversation, then there, there's an appropriate venue. And it's, it's the same way that I feel about you know, putting those feelings on NRA TV if, is, as far as I'm concerned, not an appropriate venue to have an actual conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on what you actually want to do. Do you want to make an ad for something or do you want to converse? Do you want to discuss? Right. Um, so there, there's a lot to, to say, and there's a lot to say even for this podcast, you know, I'm of, like I said, in a limited experience and, that means that there's only so much for me to say. What I do want to say is I believe there's a lot more conversations, deeper conversations, other conversations to have about the state of the United States of America, about how we take care of ourselves and our neighbors and the mentally ill and responsibility and thoughtfulness about owning guns and, and teaching people how to use it and our relationship to violence and you know violent, violence porn and you know, the entertainment yeah. of violence. And you know, there are a lot of conversations. There's so much. This is not simple black and white. Like all we're talking about is the possession of this tool. Yeah. And it, it ain't that. And I, I yeah. get that. And so it's a hard conversation I, for me to have truly. And I say hard because it's like, I'll, I'm going to tell you where my brain automatically goes because of my personal experience with it uh. oh we gotta do something about these guns we, didn't two cops just get off for, for, for killing a black guy that's just it you know, like that, that's that's where my head goes I, I go so it doesn't mean what you're what you're for is wrong it, it doesn't mean that this is not a good cause because it is a good cause and yeah. I believe in the cause yeah. and I believe that what these young people are doing is super duper important yeah. and I'm encouraged by them and I want to encourage them and at the same time cops are killing black people in the street mm-hmm. with guns which is regularly yeah consistently an issue without recourse much no 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 consequence whatsoever punitive measures so it is a hard thing for me to reconcile how much I am for what these young people are about and how much my heart is broken mm-hmm. for the same weapons to be issued and for them to abuse them for my people. It's, it's, it's a hard thing to kind of be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Can you, I, I, it's, like, an, it, it's an infinite knot, an infinite knot because you can untangle one piece of it and it unearths so many other pieces of it. And it is, you know, you have to go all the way back to the the beginning of humanity and biology and and thinking about, you know, the relationship of protecting your own and fighting your predators. And I think a lot of people would argue, you know, the the people who have taken control of the world as we know it are the people who want to protect themselves the most and make sure that the people who are uh uh uh, taking those rights away from minorities and taking the the those abilities away from people who could potentially rise up and 
kill them and remove them from the the pedestal that they've put placed themselves on. And and I understand I understand all of these conversations are worth having and I think the venue is important. I think it's really significant that you and I have paid closer attention to different aspects of this particular story mm-hmm. which speaks to the complexity of the subject. Yeah. There ain't one thing. There ain't two things. Uh, and it's it's like we joke about we joke about somebody right somebody wrong yeah. all the time, but it, which is which but, is a joke. Yeah, but also like it's it more it's more about a feeling. You know, it's like a statement to a feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a statement to conviction. Right. I believe what I believe so strongly that I will say, somebody right, <laughs> somebody wrong. Right. Um. And, and in that in that that case, I'm not going to use that as a joke in this because it mm-hmm. is so complex. Yeah. I'm not th- not to mention the fact like that a, we've we've trained emotional. ourselves we've trained ourselves to fight any opposition. So even if I'm like I'm a peace loving person, I'm a pacifist, and I will squash and kill anyone who disagrees with me. Mm-hmm. And it's you know this I have to check myself. The way that I feel about the NRA gets me heated. Gets me mad. And that closes me off from the opportunity to learn. And that's why I prize someone and respect and admire someone like Mike because all I do is learn from him and be entertained from him. And he has differing opinions. And he disappointed you on this one. And in this one, he disappointed me. And all of that is true at the same time. All of that is true at the same time. And this is why hot takes are, 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 you know, sometimes they're, sometimes you need a hot take to go, oh, wow, dang, I never. Dang, they got right to the point. Can you can you imagine what it would have been like to have Twitter while Malcolm X was was operating, was speaking? (laughs) Fam, he would have been turned. He would have been. He would have been turned into a terrorist by the people who like hate the way he speaks. Everything's a hot take. He's running his mouth again. He turns into an enemy of the state. It immediately you would have like a separation that is way more universal than what we knew at the time. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's absurd. And it's, it's a survival tactic. You know, people use the tools that we have. Twitter is a tool. And Twitter fingers turned to trigger fingers is so spot on. Yeah. Because people use it to, to, like, snuff out what they don't believe in. And it's, that's not, ah, man, it's complicated. Yeah. I mean, if I'm in a situation in 2018 where I can quote Drake as a great philosopher of our time. Hey, he's a poet. Man, or somebody's a poet. I don't know who wrote that, but uh, somebody's a poet. God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and that's what we talk about in Comic Book Junto, and we want to know more about what you guys think about these topics. Let us know what you guys think about, you know, how are you picking your comic books, how are you deciding, how are you curating your particular media content, whether it be podcasts and movies and TV shows and comic books and all this kind of stuff. How do you decide what you're going to consume when you live in a time of so much geek and pop culture abundance. How do you decide? What are your thoughts on um, Donald Glover's mm-hmm. script? Mm-hmm. Read it. It's Yeah, hilarious. read it. Definitely. Read it while it's still up there because, you know, Glover does have the penchant to put things on the internet and then take them down yeah. not too much longer. But it's it's on the internet forever. Somebody's yeah. got screenshots. Of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check that out. Let us know what you think. Is, is that the actual script? Was that an edited script? Did he write that afterwards? Yeah. You know, what are your thoughts on that kind of stuff? We want to hear about that. Um, and the I think com- Man Man is the, is the one who's got to step in those shoes and start making wow. those accusations. I wow. believe I believe Man Man's got to be revived like Frankenstein from from our archive of comic book Junto episodes. And uh, uh, 
Frankenstein's monster, excuse me. And Man Man's got to be the one who's breaking the fourth wall and slinging accusations at the comic book industry. That's what I believe. Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> who knows what the future holds? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, we want to know what your thoughts are on Killer Mike's thoughts and, and comments on the NRA mm-hmm. um, and on this whole conversation about Wakanda. I'm, be- I'm very interested in hearing what people's thoughts are on on that take or that perspective on, you know, the right to bear arms and the right to protect yourself and all of this whole conversation that we're having. We want to know what you guys think. So hit us up at Octavius A. Newman, at Comic Book Junto, at Adam Tedderis on Twitter. You can send us emails, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. That's B3A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com. You can ask us questions about this or anything else. Um, you can ask us if you should invest in Bitcoin, and we will give you our opinion using hashtag AskCBJ on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And um, please leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Subscribe wherever you're listening. Leave us comments on SoundCloud. And please consider joining the Junto, putting us on your pull list by heading to patreon.com forward slash Junto. Consider becoming a Patreon member, joining us in the closed Facebook group, and having a continued conversation mm-hmm. about this. That's right. Amongst the other members. That's right. And if I can make uh, uh, a request of anyone listening to this. Does this have something to do with man, uh, man thing? No, that's a second request. It'll be okay. for a different episode. Uh, if I can make a request, you know, find ways to practice listening to people before you speak, not just in large topics when you get heated on stuff, but find small ways to exercise that. And the reason I bring that up is because recently I have committed myself to getting rid of a habit that I do not like about myself. When someone starts talking about something I've read, seen, listened to, experienced, I'm no longer going to start into the conversation by telling them what I think. I'm going to start by asking them what they thought. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that I don't do to be, you know, it's no malice. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to dominate anybody's opinion on anything. But if somebody's in the kitchen and in my workspace and talking about Black Panther, originally I walk over and be like, oh, man, I saw it. And it was like this and it was like that. And I, yeah, I espouse my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a way in which you can train yourself to stop, pause, and before you have anything to say, before you override especially if you are a white, straight, cis dude like I am, before you do any of those things, which are a habit for you, to stop and be like, what did you think of that? Mm. How did you feel about that? I'm interested in hearing more about your thoughts. And that's for little things like comics, movies, albums, TV shows. But you can evolve that over time for much larger things in which listening is far more important. I got something to add to that. Yeah? Keep this in mind. Write this down. Take notes. Mm, uh huh. Be yep. quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to anger. That's right. Be quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to anger. Mm-hmm. Especially when you don't agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Consider that. Meditate on that. Chew on that. Try to apply that this week and the weeks coming forward. In these in these conversations we're having. In these in these you know, tweet discussions and emails and all that kind of stuff. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Try to apply that. And I think there'll definitely be um, some benefit to that. Yeah. Episode 90. That's it. Anything else, Adam? That's all I got. Did you want to talk about the man thing thing now? Man thing thing. 
You said you had a man thing. Uh, I always request. got a man thing thing. I was thinking to me, I, I took Octavius a minute to get into uh, the studio tonight, so I was just going to set up by myself and record uh, the man thing minute. And give you 60 seconds of pure man thing content. Look for that. That's coming. Right. Uh, that, that. That'll, that'll be next time. This will be the fastest podcast you ever heard. Right. Not mm-hmm. from us. I can't be a part of it. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. I'll be like, what is a what is what is a man thing? <laughs> and we're out of time. All right. All right, that's it. We love y'all. We'll talk to y'all next time. So until next time, peace. peace.